Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. Let's go. Wednesday evening, Paul Cooney here for the next hour in the company of the former Celtic Kilmarnock and Scotland star, Davy Proven. Davy, can I be the last to wish you a happy new year? Thank you very much, and to you as well, Paul. A good new year for you? Did you yeah, enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was down south, had a really good time, family uh, around me, so yeah, terrific. Everyone stay well, stay with us in the next hour. Thanks to Gina for the last hour. A great show this afternoon, really enjoyed it. Listen, there's still a lot in the go, Davey, isn't there? The big news yeah. this week, Nathan Patterson, we told you Monday night it would happen probably within 24 hours. It was all about done and dusted, just yeah. the final medical to be checked. All went well. What do you make of it? 11 well, and a half million up to 16. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, it'll probably go beyond 16. I'm sure he'll be an outstanding success down there. The, the boy actually, you know, he's reached a stage now where he's a full Scotland international. He's wasting his time sitting on Rangers bench. I think it makes sense both for Rangers to take the money for him. They've still got James Tavernier as first choice right back. And it's certainly a great move for the kid uh, going to, to Everton in the, the, the Premier League. Seamus Coleman coming towards the end of his career. I think Nathan Patterson will be in the Everton first team before long. There's been a bit of banter between the two of them already, of course. Seamus Coleman said, oh, I'm, a, yeah. I'm the other side of the city. He's a <laughs> yeah. Celtic fan. Uh, a bit of competition for places. Ironic in some ways that James Tavernier, the captain at Rangers, yeah. was keeping him out and it could be the same there. But there's a, an age difference, isn't there? Yeah, there, there, there is. And I, I think Nathan Patterson is good enough... Um, I just see shades of Kieran Tierney about him. I know that he's at an earlier stage in his career than Kieran was when when, when Kieran went to Arsenal, but I see a similar p- potential. There's real assurance about him for for such a young man. Um, the, the only slight concern I have is that I'm not sure Rafa Benitez will be there much longer at Everton. Um, so I think it's always good to to have the manager who signed you. You know when you're trying to bed in at a club, and that may not that may not be the case, but. Either way, he has the ability to, to prove himself at Everton. You wouldn't write off Benitez though, would you? I know you agree he's a top-class manager. Oh, absolutely. And he could yet turn it round, although one win in 12 is uh, exit material. But you've got Mashiri, apparently, is still giving him the backing. I know it could be the dreaded yeah. backing and then you're out the next week, but uh, you never know. But it's exciting. We're sorry to lose him in Scotland, but it could be good news for Scotland because can you imagine, you know, you talk about Tierney, you talk about Robertson, and we'll be talking about Patterson as well. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the right back has been a, a problem for Steve Clark for, for long enough. And, and now in, you know, in this young man, Nathan Patterson, we have a very obvious, uh, you know, not, not just someone who can go into the team, someone who can go into the Scotland team and stay there for years. It's a terrific position that we now have two outstanding wing-backs in Andy Robertson and, and Nathan Parks. We've also got Kieran Tierney, of course, who's been playing centre-back for us, but can 
So capable of play uh, left wing back when required. Some breaking news it's COVID again down south. Um, ironically, they've continued with uh, the games with the crowds there. We're on the winter break here. But tomorrow night's Carabao Cup semi final, um, Arsenal Liverpool is off, postponed, mainly because uh, yeah. Liverpool asked for it, Davey. So that's just breaking news this evening. Uh, the game is postponed. Liverpool have lost their assistant manager as well as the uh, manager and quite a few of the players. Well, I mean, this this virus is running riot. It's more infectious than the, the last variant, uh, clearly. And, you know, this this I think we're going to have to suffer this for, for some time before the infections plateau and start to fall away. Um, I've, I've got to say, I'm, I'm suffering from withdrawals up here. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, Paul, but I get Christmas and New Year out of the way and the first thing I'm looking forward to is the old firm game. And I can see the sense in pulling the winter break forward. I think it makes perfect sense, but I really did miss it. Well, you were due to be in here on Sunday. Yeah. And we've talked about it yeah. for months. I mean, it was silly in a way. It was October, November, and we started to say we counted <laughs> down to it. It just shows you. Uh, look, surely, hopefully, we'll be back because we're not happy with the 500. That's lazy. Just say, oh, 500 nonsense. at a game. It really you know, is nonsense. Celtic Park, 60,000. Yeah. Ibrox, 52,000. Come on, we're better than that. And as you say, Omicron is certainly uh, infectious. It's there. Thankfully, thankfully, it's not. Um, causing the damage to people that uh, it, it did earlier on with Delta. And get vaccinated. Get your booster. Yeah, definitely. Let's get, get, your, get your jobs. Please get your jobs. And for people's mental health, really, for young people, actually all ages, to get out and about carefully, but to get to the match, an outdoor event. And also for boys and girls football, David, we don't want to see that being curtailed again after the no, Christmas we holiday. No, we, we don't. I've got to say, yeah. I was amazed to hear Jason Leach um, you know, when he was asked about getting crowds back into ground, saying April might be a bit too soon. I mean, for heaven's sake, I'm just back from England. Um, I mean, what's the difference? They're allowing crowds in. Yep. Um, the, the the Westminster government seems to be certainly saying that they have control of this. Uh, no, no panic, certainly at this stage down there. Uh, and I just wish that the game up here would get a little bit more leeway from the, the administration. Let's hope so, because the money hasn't come to them. Aberdeen said they would lose half a million over this period in January. Um, and there's no furlough. 500. No, there, there, exactly. there's no furlough. Yeah. You know, there's no safety net now. Let's get back to it as soon as possible. Kieran Trippier, he's in town, the town being Newcastle. He'll be the first of many coming. He's coming from Atletico Madrid. They're saying about 12 million. Great sign. And it's a, yeah, isn't it? Because he's still, what, he's only 31? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got a deal. Javier Manquillo does a good job there, but Trippier, I think, is is, is an upgrade. Certainly an upgrade. Uh, Eddie Howe, I think, had him at Burnley um, yep. some time ago when, when Eddie Howe was at, at Turf Moor, so he knows the player. Um, and they, they must be paying him handsomely to, to leave Madrid for, for Newcastle. It's only seven and a half million a year. So, <laughs> so we'll try and work out what that is a week, Davy. Um, it's crazy money, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Ter- yeah. Terrific yeah, signing yeah. for Newcastle. First of many, I'm sure. Indeed, it's Coutinho on the way as well. That's Looks one of like the questions. It. And actually, bringing it back to Scotland, then uh, Morelos is, uh, Alfredo was quoted as 10 to 1. Will he end up at Newcastle United? I mean, that's maybe just a punt just now. That's that's yeah. the one that we've, we've been talking about yeah. for ages, isn't it? And uh, I guess the question is Rangers have, have taken in really good money for, for Nathan Patterson, a figure that will only increase. You wonder what Rangers will do with that money. You know, history, I think, tells us this is a Rangers board that's prepared to gamble, mm-hmm. to invest, to speculate, to accumulate, if you like. And it, it wouldn't be surprised, it wouldn't surprise me, given the prize money that's on the line this season, if they try to, to keep Morelos, even against his wishes, and say, look, we need you to help us win this title. Because they don't have much else up front. I mean, we've got... The, no! You know, <laughs> we've seen Sakala uh, in recent weeks, but, you know, they don't have... They, they don't have a focal point no. centre-forward 
that does what Morelos does. Uh, and I think since Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has come in, Morelos has looked more like himself. You know, he's playing within the width of the 18-yard box. He's further up the pitch. He's not dropping so deep that he's not going to affect the game. Um, and certainly if you're Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, you're going to be saying to, to Douglas Park, there's no way Morelos leaves. For sure. The £40 million to be had. I, I don't suppose the manager will get all the money because Rangers, you know, they have a debt. Uh, the directors have done brilliantly to keep it all yeah. going at the level then to win the title. But some of that money will probably be going to the running of the club because nobody is bringing in what they thought they would bring in no. pre-COVID. I, and I, I, I don't think, even if, if crowds were still back in the grounds, I don't think Rangers, the way Rangers are running the, the, the club at the moment is sustainable. I think they would admit that. Um, they, they, say, they say they they're trying to get to a stage where the, the club is self-sufficient, and they basically use the model that Celtic uh, used very successfully of bringing young players in, uh, having them for two or three seasons, and selling them for a, a really good profit. That that is the way forward, I think, for for both of the old firm clubs. But this is an exceptional season, given that the winners of the title go straight into the Champions League. I think I think both sets of of both uh, sets of directors will be desperate to, to keep as strong a squad as possible. Rangers six points ahead. I'm going to ask you during this hour, Davey, are Rangers stronger or weaker? Well, you probably have to say weaker at the moment without Nathan Patterson, but will they be, still be strong enough to win the title? And what about your old club Celtic? Will they do it? We know, but the three Japanese players yeah. who've arrived, I'll find out what you think of that. And Jota talks underway already in Portugal at Benfica to try and turn it into a £6.5 million signing. That fee, Davey, to me, as someone who's never played the game, sounds, um, write the cheque now. Yeah, well, I, I, I said a couple of weeks ago in the programme, Paul, that I didn't see the Celtic board writing a cheque for £6.5 million. Pounds. I, just, I just didn't see that ambition in the boardroom. I'd be delighted if I'm wrong. Um, he's not just a very good footballer. He, he's a Celtic type, if you like. He gets people off their seat. Um, and if, if Celtic are prepared to, to pay that, that type of money, um, then that's a sea change I think in the policy at Celtic Park and I've got to say well done Michael Nicholson mm. getting the Japanese transfers over the line you know too often Celtic have missed out through hesitation that this guy has made a really good start in the job he's done well hasn't he yeah. Tati in town Idiguchi known as Gucci and Maeda uh, the striker and they, they need more firepower it can't all be about Furuhashi Kaiyo. Yeah, yeah well Maeda delighted to see him at the club because yeah. they need cover for Furuhashi I mean I think that was proven at uh, St Murn you know mm. when the Two latest points yeah. were dropped. Um, that Celtic need backup, proper backup uh, up front for Furuhashi. Uh, Maeda hopefully will, will supply that. A little bit disappointed that, that Celtic haven't gone for a centre back. Still time to do that. Um, I, I still think they need cover at the back, but bringing in the, the, the Japanese boys will definitely give that, that dressing room a lift. Six points is by no means insurmountable in terms of a gap. And I think we're in for a terrific running. Three games to go against Rangers. It's not all about that, but you know, they play each other four times, as we all know. Only one so far because the game that would have been on on Sunday yeah. uh, is off. And I think you think that's the right decision, though, wasn't it? To st start the uh, the break, or do you? To well, start the break early? I, I think on the condition that we get crowds back in grounds, sure. I can, I can yep. see, the, I can see the, the sense in bringing the winter break forward on the proviso that when we resume playing we'll get decent crowds into grounds but going back to Jason Leach's comments I mean that's that, that was that really depressed me hearing that yeah. he was talking about April being too soon to get proper crowds back into the grounds I, I, I don't get that at all no, don't. given what they're doing in England 
agree. Don't understand it. Some other breaking news, the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. I mean, it's the time of year during transfer windows, you know, David, is 26 days, five hours, 45 minutes to go, <laughs> which means, James, yep, the Sky Telly is working. Um, but you've also, the, the agents are on overdrive at the moment, but some things that have happened today uh, are that uh, the Norwegian um, from Bodo Glimp, Elias Melkerson, has signed for Hibs, £325,000. So that's the first signing for Sean Maloney. Uh, he'll play up front. He can play in any position up front. So it could be Boyle, Nisbet and Melkerson up front. Yeah, yeah Chris, Christian Doyle's there as well. Um, of course, yeah. Kevin Nisbet, of course. So, so Hibs, Hibs have never really had a problem from uh, midfield forward, maybe at the back um, at times. Mm. Ryan Portis a wee bit rash. Yeah. Um, but um, cares too much, almost. Yeah, yeah, prob- probably. But I, I think in Sean Maloney, you know, looking at appointments, managerial appointments, Sean Maloney, I think will do very well at Hibs. Won his first game as well, which was important. And of course, Derek McInnes back in the game. Terrific to see him back. Well, we said it when it was announced that Tommy Wright was leaving. I remember, yeah. And we spoke about it. You said as well, you're a Kilmarnock uh, legend, David. Were you there long enough to be a legend? You were certainly there. Four and a half years. Uh, mm. They got a few quid at the time. You were the biggest they did. sale. They so, did. so yeah. yes. No, you, you get great affection for the Ayrshire club. And we said, what about Derek McInnes? Well, you, you did. Yeah. You've been modest there. Right. It was well. you that floated the name. I thought it unlikely that, that, that Derek would take the Kilmarnock job where he offered it. But fair, fair play to, to Billy Bowie, who must have pushed the boat out financially to get Derek. Um, and it's great to see him back in the game. Seven years at Aberdeen, every one of them uh, qualified for Europe, never out the top four. Um, a, a real good operator and a great signing for Kilmarnock. My thinking was, what a great manager, but he must be seeing, you know, Rangers came and went and, you know, he wasn't considered for it. Um not any championship jobs have come up for him, which is people seem to think where he might go. And I know he did get a call from Sheffield United okay. uh, just after Chris Wilder was sacked. There, there was a call made to, to Derek, and um, he might not thank me for saying this, but he had discussions with their sporting director. He was in the frame. That never materialised. And although he's doing, I think he's done some terrific punditry on television, always worth listening to. He's still at an age where he should be in the dugout. It's great to see him back. Yeah, it was probably time for him to leave Aberdeen, but he would have preferred it on yeah. his terms. That's nearly 10 months out of the game. And my initial thought was, Kilmarnock, it can be a sleepy valley there. It can be. I worked for years uh, in Ayrshire. Mm-hmm. I love the area. I say about the late, great chairman, Sir John, or some brilliant people at Kilmarnock, Ian Welsh. Um, but they rise to success. They love it. Look at the way the town and the area East Ayrshire gets behind Kilmarnock yeah. when they're winning. And I just thought Derek McInnes, Billy Bowie, Phyllis uh, McLeish, they've got the they've got the wherewithal. Think so. to put yeah. extra money in and go for it. A bit a bit of Hollywood signing, which yeah, is I mean, for they, them. They, they've also they've also got terrific facilities. I mean, I, yeah. listen, I'm a big. Uh, critic of the plastic surface and I'd love to see them rip it up it used to be one of the best surfaces in in Scotland if not the best Um, but they've got a terrific stadium great training facilities and and a real it's a real community club I know that's a bit of a cliche Mm -hmm. but you know Kilmarnock is a real family club it's the type of place where you would take your young kids um, you know every fortnight no problem buy them a season ticket and become part of that community feel and I really do wish them well I think they've probably got to get back up um, first time of asking otherwise the budget's going to be cut they're still on a uh, premiership budget mm. fair play to Billy Bowie again for, for, for not slicing the, the, the budget uh, and if anyone can get them back up uh, I think Derek McInnes I think he's got enough time he's got a window here mm-hmm. that he will use well 
and I'd love to see them back in the, the big time and a great result for them at the weekend when they didn't play but are both an Inverness drawing and that's what they're looking for isn't it because they are they're getting closer to the leaders the, the big question is can Arbroath go the distance that's that's the thing we've been waiting from the beginning of the season to see them you know fall if you like but Dick Campbell has done an amazing job and the one thing I always look at after clubs play Arbroath are the quotes from the opposition manager and you know people like Tommy Wright earlier and, and Billy Dodds now um, have been saying you know this a bro thing isn't a flash in the pan they're, they're going to go the distance which you know given the part time uh, I've said already Dick Campbell for me is manager of the year already but you know, where, where, are they, where are they to get them up? For heaven's sake, what an achievement that would be. Or if Derek McInnes gets Kelly up, yeah. um, that, what an achievement. So that's an 18-month deal. Kai Kennedy, the young Rangers player, he's not 20 yet. Uh, he's in his sights. He'd like to make him a signing either. He's been on loan, hasn't he? In and out. Yeah. Um, he's at an age where he's got to play, Paul. Yeah. We're talking about Nathan Patterson. Kai Kennedy comes, in, comes into that bracket. He's not going to play in Rangers' first team, but he's got to play somewhere. And I think Kilmarnock would be a great stage for him. Reminds me of a young Chris Burke as well, or yeah. young Davy Proven. Um, would be a good move for him as well, wouldn't it, to get at that level and hopefully coming back up to the Premiership? T- t- absolutely, t- terrific move. Um, you know, I, I think he'll probably still feel the, the young man that he's still got time on his side. Uh, that Kilmarnock is only a stepping stone, but what a good stepping stone it could be for Kilmarnock to, mm. to get a player of that quality. Right, here's a name. Other breaking news early this evening with the Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with the Taxi Centre and uh, Davy Proven. Uh, here's a, a name from a few years ago. Former Celtic and Dundee United striker. They're getting warmer on that one. 29-year-old Nadir Chifchi. He's signed for St. Johnson till the end of the season. He's been in Turkey for a wee while, yeah. but uh, you remember him. He was do, a, quite a powerful do, yeah. striker. I think he had a discipline uh, problem, yep. but I don't think there was any doubt about his ability. Um, and, you know, that's why Celtic took him, but had a, had a, a real purple patch at Dundee United. Didn't quite work out at Celtic, but at 29, given mm. his, you know, his natural finisher, and Callum Davison certainly, you know, needs somebody to find the goals, um, and Chief G could be the man. Big time because only, what, nine, ten goals so far. It's just, um, it is relegation material. And yet the team, when you look at it, but we know they're missing Jason Kerr, but he's long gone. Yeah. Ali McCann, they really paid for that, I think. Remember at the end of the transfer window yep. last time, suddenly the two best players. Just lack of goals, Paul. I mean, yeah. given that they've got Stevie May and, and Chris Kane, um, you, you wonder why they're not doing better. But Chief G, he could be the ingredient that Callum, Callum is looking for. Going to take a quick break and then we want to ask you, Davy, is your thinking changing then? So Celtic signing the three Japanese players there in talks apparently with Carter Vickers people as well. Uh, they're talking about anywhere between six and ten million. Daniel Levy would like ten. Would he go for six? After the break, I'm going to ask you, would you pay six million for Carter Vickers, uh, the Tottenham on loan player? Uh, and what about Rangers as well? We'll look at the, the two teams and also uh, at the other end of the table, what's going to happen? Traffic and travel coming next. Football show with the taxicenter.com. Don't miss out on huge savings on your new taxi. Available exclusively to the taxi trade. Let's go. Oh. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show, the midweek edition. Five till six. Paul Cooney, Davy Proven. This time tomorrow night, it'll be Rob McLean along with Craig Moore. So, Craig was saying the other day that he still feels that Rangers are. Um, almost certainties to win he certainly said he still feels Rangers are going to win mm-hmm. the title that was before the sale of Nathan Patterson Davey you what do you feel is going to happen I think you started the season thinking it would be Rangers yeah 
but I, maybe I, tight. I, st- I still yeah. think Rangers are favourites. They're certainly not certainties. Uh, six points is recoverable, no question about that. Although Celtic would be bit- bitterly disappointed at the two points they left behind in Paisley in their last league game. But the, the arrival of the, the, the Japanese players will lift the entire dressing room. It's amazing what new signings do for a, a dressing room. I've been saying for some time Celtic need an infusion of new blood, proper players who, who, who don't just arrive at the club and make up the numbers, but can go into the first team and improve it. And I'm intrigued to see the impact the Japanese boys will have because they could very easily kickstart Celtic's campaign. How unusual is it that the three big signings in the summer stepped up almost right away Abada as well had a great start yep. Jota and Kyogo um, can they expect the same from all three maybe a bit of pressure on these three players uh, yeah no doubt there will be pressure but I, I think it helps when they know the manager you know the, the, yeah. the fact that Postacoglu has brought them in there's, there's obviously a relationship there he knows them well um, and you've got to say that if his judgement when it, when it came to Furuhashi is anything to go by he, he knows a player when he sees one and that's a market that, that we've not really tapped into uh, Shinsuke Nakamura I thought was a, a fabulous player for Celtic um, and it'll be very interesting to see what the arrival of the three Japanese boys do for this Celtic title challenge Nakamura we'd never seen anyone like him had Amazing. we in Scottish football yeah. you'll remember well, many of his goals maybe take the one against Man United it's the best I've ever seen best free kick I've ever seen yeah. well I mean he's, what, he's 35 yards out yeah. they've, got, they've got all their height in the wall man there's a great picture mm-hmm. I've seen of that and the whole man you wall is off the ground. They're three feet off the ground. Uh, they've got Edwin van der Sar in goal and, and he's still managed to find the top corner. Magnificent. He was some player and he was loved by the Celtic fans and everyone took him to their hearts. And it also brought great attention on Celtic. Remember the Japanese media who were here and I take it after COVID or as things get better, there'll be a, a big contingent of Japanese you would hope so. media you following would hope. him. Yeah. You would think there would be a commercial spin-off for, for Celtic yep. in, in Japan. Uh, they love their football over there. Uh, and there might be some merchandising to, to be done in Celtic's favour there. And also for the league itself, you know, because we need to get VAR, we've said it before, and yeah. maybe there could be an international firm, one of these new tech firms or whatever, who will say, Scottish football has got these Japanese players who are playing at a really good level. OK, it's not England, it's not Germany or Spain, but there's some good football here. Get the crowds back in and this could be uh, yeah. a saleable commodity. First step, get the crowds back in. Yeah. Um, and I just hope the... The, the people who make the decisions um, and ultimately they, they are the politicians I hope they give Scottish football a break I think they've been heavy handed at times with, with the game in this country over cautious um, and I mean that with no disrespect to anyone who has lost people during this which has been horrible but I do think they could give the game a little bit of headroom Let's hope that they do and we always say it must be tough being in charge of governments at this time and I know people are doing their best but um Good common sense is what we need from yeah. everybody out and about. And, uh, you know, the, we're right in the middle of the winter, but if you can get out, get for a walk or whatever during the daylight, uh, take the Go Radio Football show with you in the podcast or indeed the shows throughout the day. And just, it's good for your mental health, yeah. getting out and about. When I hear this thing, I hear about, you know, the snowstorms, like, oh, stay in. And I'm not saying yeah. go out in snowstorms, of course yeah. not. It's going to be colder tonight, but we've got this culture of, oh, yeah, get in and lock your doors and stuff. You know, come on, yeah. get out and live your life. Yeah, get out and get jabbed. Exactly. I don't know about yep. you, but I, I felt better. I felt safer once uh, you know once I started getting my, my my jabs. I've had all three now, and I feel much safer now. Um, and you know, the advice obviously to, to to everyone is get your inoculation, get it now. 
Absolutely. No, me too, Davey. Well, I think we're with you here uh, on Go Radio. Some of the other headlines today. Um, well, we told you about Kai Kennedy. He is wanted, the, the Rangers' uh, young winger. He'll be 20 in March. He's wanted by the new Kilmarnock boss, Derek McInnes. Who's going to be the new boss of Air United? We might talk about that before six o'clock. That's gone on for weeks and weeks. Um, Nathan Patterson, he's at Everton. And he spoke well didn't he and he said a, a, a very nice farewell to the Rangers fans about the fact he'd come through the academy um, Rangers needed that didn't they someone who's come through and he can be the poster boy for the academy for some time to come but that's a model isn't it that, yeah. that's the model produce your own players young players uh, get two or three two or three seasons out of them although Rangers haven't done that with, with uh, Nathan but that has to be the model you know the youth academy is producing regular players into the first team that can be sold at uh, a profit New York City defender James Sands is being linked with Rangers and close to signing. So I don't know much about him, but Rangers are looking to bolster the squad and look for young players, Davey, because you want to produce them at the academy, but also pick up some gems around the world. Yeah, and I think Rangers, if you if you look at, at the Rangers team or what you would regard as Rangers first team, it, it, it's not uh, they're, they're not spring chickens. No. The average age is quite high and I think Rangers consciously will try and lower that and maybe... You know, even if it's a, a loan deal for Sands, try and, try and bring the average age down. On Conor Goldson, so, you know, after the Cup semi-final defeat to Hibs, when he gave an interview afterwards, and I don't think you're going to criticise him for that, David, because, you know, you've spent, no. since you hung up your boots, you have uh, have a, a stellar career, terrific career at Sky, on the radio, in the newspaper. So we're never going to criticise them, but the Rangers fans weren't happy about him. But was under GVB, he's played well, hasn't he? Yeah. And so my question would be, what would you do with Conor Goldson now? Is there money there now to give him an even better deal and try and c- cement his contract now? I, I think Rangers at this stage will now allow him to run his contract down. I, I don't think they'll offer him a new contract no. on much bigger money. Um, I think there is a wage ceiling at Rangers that they have to observe. Mm. I don't think his forum this year, to be honest with you, justifies pushing the boat out for him. But I do understand his position as well. At his age, he's looking for one last big payday. He obviously has huge profile down south. If it's not at Rangers, he'll get it somewhere else. And it would probably suit Conor Goldson to, to try and go out on a high, win Rangers another title, and then go, go and get himself a nice payday down south. Borna Barisic looked as though he might be on his way. But we thought he was, Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I mean, after the, the old firm game yeah, at Ibrox, sure. it, it looked as if he was waving goodbye to yeah. people. But um, Watford, apparently, it was a £2 million offer, which... Uh, and they're kidding on, aren't they? You know, these English clubs who think yeah. they can come up here and get an international player for two million quid. Um, an established international player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a, a really good player um, uh, 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 as well. And saddens you really when you, when you, you know, when you think of the, the I'm not going to say contempt, but they, they, they do have a disregard for our, the quality of our game. Oh, let's see it. <laughs> There's a bit yeah, of contempt, yeah, they, they, they do. Yeah. They think they can come up yeah. here and, and, and get our players for, for pennies. Uh, unfortunately, some of the clubs up here have no alternative but to sell. But I hope that changes. Hope so. Hibs certainly, you know, they knocked back um, bids last year for the likes of Nisbet, and that's paid off for them for Doidge and Doig. And uh, it looks as though, well, they have got, they've got uh, Melkerson, Elias Melkerson, so 19 year old coming in there. And it's at the back, though, isn't it, that you worry about Hibs? I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, from midfield forward. And while we're talking about Hibs, I'm, I'm surprised that Celtic haven't gone for Kevin Nisbet. Uh, I really am. Why is that? I, I, I really don't know because I, I don't think you would have to break the bank. They're talking about somewhere between six and ten million to get Carter Vickers, uh, six and a half to get Jota. I think you'll get Kevin Nisbet for less than half of that. Mm-hmm. 
And he's pretty, you know, he's, he's he's a proven goal scorer in this environment. And I, I think Celtic, listen, they, they, they might still go for him, but at the moment I think they're missing a trick. I think he would do them a great turn. How do you think he would link then with Celtic, with Kyogo, with the midfield? Because he's uh, their kind of player. Well, Paul, I tell you what, if you're a striker, you want to be in that Celtic side, given the width. Not not just from you know from the nat- natural wide players, but from the full backs as well. The, the wing backs, the, the service into the box is is terrific. And, and it must be terrific being a Celtic striker right now. You were a great Celtic winger, great Celtic and Scotland player. What would you do if you were in charge just now? What does Celtic need to do in the next 26 days to ensure that they have a real good goal Centre to win back. the title? Centre, Centre back. back. Yeah. All day long for me. Um, I think the rest of the team is pretty solid. Um, delighted that they've got another striker, proper backup for Furuhashi, but I still think they, they need a, a centre-back who can come into the, the side and, uh, and improve it. And you wonder if the manager maybe has someone up his sleeve that we, hope, yeah, we just don't so. know of. Because we all displayed uh, terrible ignorance in the summer. We had never heard of Ange Postacoglu, but he's opened up other horizons for the team and for the league as well. So you never know, but they definitely do. And I know where you stand on Starfelt, and I think many people would have to agree. No harm to the guy, but he is um, he's struggling in many games. Yeah, he has struggled. Um, you know, I think even in the, the, the cup final against Hibs, although Celtic won... Um, you know, I, I don't think you can afford to, to to be as casual and make the kind of mistakes that he made in that game. Um, and I, I, I don't enjoy being hard, no. you know, on on this this player. He's a Swedish international. He's obviously, you know, he's obviously high regarded, highly regarded elsewhere. But I, I just don't see him being a long term Celtic uh, centre back. Just don't see it at all. Central uh, defence needs bolstering, and Carter Vickers. Uh, the the fee apparently is now around six million pounds, and will Celtic pay that? Uh, Christopher Julian, we've said it for months. You know, will he be back? Uh, well, hopefully he would be back. We thought maybe by the turn of the year. I don't know why he's not back. No, well, no, that no. worries me slightly mm. that that we we haven't seen him unless he's had a setback. Very often, when you're out that length of time, you pick up other injuries on the way back. But hopefully, given the the length of time he's been out, he's not far away now. That's over a year. Um, you know, crucial ligament. Um, after crucial ligament surgery, you're now normally talking nine, ten months max. So I hope the boy's okay. And it ranges, of course, Ryan Jack. We were also pleased to hear he had the operation in early summer. He'd be back afterwards. He has been back, but not consistently. Sim- similarly, the, the, yep. there's a worry there that he may have broken down. Hopefully, it, it's another injury uh, unrelated to his original problem. Um, because not just for, for Rangers, but for, for Steve Clark ahead of the World Cup. Mm. It's a huge year for us, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. uh, we hope to be in Qatar. Do you think we will be in Qatar, Davey? Obviously, we've got a lot to do in March before then, but what what, what do you feel? What do you think? Ukraine will be a tough... I mean, I, know. I think yeah. a lot of people are taking it as a given that we'll beat Ukraine. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a gimme at all. Um, no, it's going, to be, it's going to be very tough, but I think we have the momentum now. You know, there is a momentum. Um, very disappointed, obviously, the, the way we did in the, in the Euros, but we, we bounced back and... and if, if you look at the the average, I was talking about the average age of the Rangers team. The average age of the Scotland team has dropped quite dramatically, mm. and more important, we've got the most important department of the lot sorted out. We've got choice now up front, which we didn't have for a, a long number of years. But we we've got three or four strikers now that you can hang your hat on. We talked last week about who is your best player of 2021, who is the the best manager, or whatever. But Steve Clark for the years 2020, 21, and hopefully 22 is a contender every time for manager of the year for us. Yeah, just it's just a pity the 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 the, the way we let ourselves down in the Euros. I mean, it was a yeah. terrific performance at Wembley, wonderful performance, and great to see the boys. 
particularly against England, going down and doing so well. But um, I just think if Stephen had been a bit more... Um, Brave? Yeah, a bit more ambitious in the first game um, against the Czech Republic and going with two strikers, mm-hmm. which he did at Wembley. Yeah. And I think it produced a much better performance. Can't argue with the Croatia game. Modric ran the show. Yeah. Um, we were beaten by a better side on the day, but hopefully we'll get the chance um, next winter to to make up for the disappointment. It worries me sometimes when I hear people that I really respect saying, we don't have, we shouldn't worry about other teams. That's not to say there's no respect for them. Of course there is. But when you saw Luka Modric and his uh, team, the Croatians, yeah. against us, you realised, well, that's why they were number three in the world not too long ago. Yeah, but you know, so many positive. Nathan Parson yeah. is, is a huge uh, addition to, to the side. Billy Gilmer, although he seems to be having a hard time at Norwich, I've no idea why he's getting stick off the Norwich fans. Yeah, what do you make of that treatment? I, I don't get it at all. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I think Norwich are lucky to have him, someone of his ability. Um, I'm sure he, he wasn't. Um, I'm sure he had other choices that he could have taken. And I think Norwich supporters should, should be grateful they've got someone of that talent in their team. Is it because they're at the bottom and they've, they're, you know, he's he's from a club challenging at the top, and it's maybe the Billy Big Time they feel. Yeah. And yet he's not like that. He is such a yeah. terrific player. Is this going to be good for him? Is he going to play through this? Do you think? I, I hope so. The, the worry would be that that he doesn't crack it at Chelsea and that he has to leave. And I think Billy Gilmore's the type. I mean, I, I, I was talking about assurance earlier on. I mean, Billy, there's so much assurance about Billy Gilmore. He he won't want to sit on the bench anywhere. Even at Chelsea, he, he'll, he'll want to move on and, and play every week and hopefully he'll get the chance. Guess who might want him? In the Midlands, Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. Talking about Coutinho there, aren't they? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Stephen Gerrard, um, former teammates. and don't know why it hasn't worked out for Coutinho at, at, at Barcelona. It's remarkable, and, uh, isn't and it? And at Bayern. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. Players never lose their ability. What a turn he would do, Villa. One of the most naturally gifted players we've seen in the modern era. He was, I, I he was think amazing so, yeah. at Liverpool, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're talking about free kicks earlier on. Is there anybody yeah. better at, uh, than Coutinho from 35 yards in? Yeah. Fabulous. <laughs> if this was London's own radio station rather than Glasgow, we'd now be saying, um, what about in England? What about Chelsea in the big match tonight? Chelsea against Tottenham. It's uh, the League Cup, the Carabao Cup semi-final. That's a good game tonight, isn't it? And of course, it is. Yep. The, the, the problem with Carabao is that, that I think a lot of managers use it to play their, you know, their, their fringe players. And it's given the, the, the tournament a real, uh, a real problem. And I get a little bit fed up hearing managers moaning about the, the, the fixture list. Yep. You know, mm. the owners sign up. They sign up to take the television money. Mm. You know, and if, if they want to have more control of the fixtures and when they're played... They, they can't have it both ways. No, of course not. And the money, most of the money in English football goes straight to the players. Wages, and the yeah. managers are in huge money. Mm-hmm. And the agents, little of it actually goes to the staff working in the clubs and all the rest of it. So it does go there. You're right, David. They're, they're, they've not had a good um, midwinter, not a breakdown there over Christmas, New Year. They're whining on about it, aren't they? Even terrific managers. Well, I think supporters must get fed up yeah. hearing it as well. Yeah. You know, supporters are having to dig deep at this time of the year to, to afford to, to go out to games and they're getting a bit fed up hearing guys on three and four million quid moaning about having to play three times in eight days. Antonio Conte back for the first time since he left. I think a lot of the Chelsea fans would be would give him a, a warm reception. What do you reckon? I w- yeah, I would hope so. I would hope so. I mean, I, if you think uh, think back to the reception Mourinho got first time, yeah. he went back. Mm. I think I think the Chelsea supporters would be generous in the way they receive him. Yeah. Paul Cooney, Davy Proven on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. It's the one hour special. We're back after this. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go! 
for you. Live from the heart of Glasgow, the new Gorbals, just yards from the city centre, it's the Go Radio Football Show. Glasgow's on with the taxi centre, Davy Proven and Paul Cooney. Until six, and tomorrow night, Rob McLean will be here with Craig Moore, and we'll be back on Friday. From Monday the 17th, Davy, the football will be back. Let's hope with the fans. Big time. And it kicks off with Celtic yeah. against Hibs, and that's always tasty. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I just have so much to look forward to in the second half of the, the season. I think Celtic signing this influx of, of Japanese players makes it very interesting, and we're not going to miss one kick of the ball. And February the 2nd, isn't it? The 2nd, I should have checked it before I say it. You've got me now. Celtic against Rangers. Hopefully the fans are back in early February for that game. It's going to be a night time, Davey. It's a 7.45 kick-off. I love the night time games. Yeah. I love playing under the lights. Yeah, I think I think if you ask any player, they would they, they just love the lights. There's something about it. It's terrific. Strackley Police didn't like it as much in those no, days, though, did true, it? And we had to true. change it. But um, you would hope that, uh, one, we've got the fans in there. And, and I know now it's all, you know, one team. Mainly, yes, yeah. it'll be the Celtic fans. Um, they're interested. Hopefully, get- that'll change. No. I, I, I don't, to be yeah. honest with you, I don't know who started that. The, the old tip for tat carry on of banning the, their way supporters. But I hope that the, the two clubs are big enough to, to get round the table and sort that out. Yeah, there's one for Michael Nicholson to sort out along with. Um, oh, he's had a great start. Yeah, he has. Yeah. He's had a great start. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to happen overnight. But it'd be great to see the two clubs, biggest clubs in the country. Two of the biggest clubs in Europe, Davy. I'm looking at you. I mean, there isn't a, there isn't. Um, well, if you a measure Derby a club like by the size of its support, yeah. they, they are among the biggest in the world. No, no question about that. The old firm have have supporters all over the world. There are very few clubs have that. You know, you have one or two clubs in England trying to grow a, a fan base. Um, even clubs like like Chelsea, Newcastle will try and do that now as well. But you know, I think if you look at the amount of um, exiled Scots. Um, all over the world, the, the old firm, if they could ever get a, a bigger stadium, obviously I'm talking about if they could get a place in, in England, they would, within a few seasons, they would be they would be challenging down there, no question. Well, there's untapped potential. Even in England, who get billions for the TV rights, they reckon that the clubs in the future, with digital, could do even more when they get their own yeah. rights. And there may be a way. I mean, they'll want... It's all about getting the eyeballs and the ears, people listening and watching for the sponsors. And if you've got Celtic and Rangers, they're worldwide names. They bring huge audiences with them. It's not impossible, Davy. And we love the Scottish I, 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 game I don't well. think the European yep. Super League is dead. No. I don't think that's dead. That they, they've gone away for the moment. Um, I think money always talks in the game, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if it resurfaces in some shape or form. And that may be the catalyst that would change the old firm's chances of getting into the the English uh, Premier League. Mm-hmm. They, they they might want to freshen things up down there, add a bit of a glamour, and two huge clubs to to bring in would would be the old firm, obviously. Absolutely. When you've got Barcelona. Um, over a billion in debt, isn't it? I think that is right, isn't it? Yeah. Huge debts. And when you put the biggest clubs there, was it seven billion in debt? Lord Willie Hockey told us when he joined us when we talked about the, the Super League. They'll come back. You're absolutely right, Davey. It's not going to go away. And we shouldn't get too enamoured by, oh, UEFA. I mean, they've done so much wrong yeah. as well. They've done some good things. Of course they have. But, you know, FIFA, UEFA, they're all just trying to do the best for their own organisations. Yeah. They're, they're just trying to ring fence yeah. their, their own... Well, financial interest. Let's be honest; it always comes down to money. And UEFA's cash cow is the the, the Champions League, and they, they don't want anything to threaten that. And that's exactly what the European Super League would have done. 
we'll remember this week as the week when you know it was bittersweet for some Rangers fans but most people seem happy happy enough I think they recognise there's going to be 11.5 to maybe 16 million maybe even more for Nathan Patterson so the money's coming into the club and he wasn't playing I mean he's played fewer than 30 games for Rangers I don't think anyone has ever gone for that kind of money having no. played so few games so it's all about the potential but we've seen so much of his potential It's uh, it's a bizarre situation where the, the young man is, is a Scotland international and he's spending his time in the, the bench for his club and the, the fact that Everton were prepared to, to pay that kind of money tells you um, the, the potential of the boy I mean we've all had a, a good look at this boy now and I, I think we're all unanimous that he's special he's, he's key in TNA Mark II for me What do you like most about him then when you watched him playing for Scotland or Rangers what did I, you think? I, I don't see a weakness um, mm. I, I think probably his defending could and will improve um, he, he's going to have to um, be a really good defender given the quality of the league he's going into playing but going forward he's, he's just marvellous a real athlete quick delivers well um, can come inside and link up um, he, t- he ticks just about every box for me and just seeing on Sky there well, we mentioned it earlier in the programme but it's the same fee between 12 and 16 million for Kieran Trippier who's in England well, first choice isn't he yeah. certainly you know he's near the top of the list there I know he's a bit older but he's only 31 yeah. look at the way players look after themselves it just shows you it's a good bit of business will Rangers be weaker though so we talked about Celtic what they'd have to do if you were a Giovanni van Bronckhurst what would you be doing in this window what would you make sure Rangers need to well, ensure they win I, it I, I think Rangers under Steven Gerrard they wanted two players for every position and I, I think you could argue they had two players for every position well they only have one now for right back um, I, I know that there are one or two players who could play right back for Rangers but I'm talking about a natural right full back and Rangers are, are, are weaker in numbers now because young Patterson's gone and if James Tavernier were to get injured um, worried, worried to be out for, for a sustained period they could be short of someone to come in and provide similar quality and that may be something that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will be looking at and as I said earlier on Paul there's, there's no way to take the job unless he had some guarantees some promises from the, the Rangers hierarchy um, who, as we've said continually, um, backed Steven Gerrard to, to the very hilt. And I would expect him to do the same in the second half of this season. And by that, I mean, you know, going into this window, I'm, I'm sure they will try and back Van Bronckhorst at every turn. If you were GVB or if you were Douglas Park, what would you be saying? What would you say about the manager's first two months in charge? Well, the first thing I'd say to Douglas Park is that Morelos doesn't go anywhere. Um, and I know we've all been critical of him at times. Um, I think we've we've wondered about his physical condition, his attitude at times. But he remains Rangers' best bet for a goal. I think he looks a, a better player since Van Bronckhorst has come into the club. And the first thing you would say is we have to keep our, our best chance of a goal, and and that is Morelos. Now Morelos may have something to say about that if if his agent can stoke up interest and somebody wants to take him then very often the, the toys go out the pram and the club have their arm twisted up their back but I think if, if, if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has any say in it at all he will be saying Morelos must stay Italian media today is saying that Rangers have reportedly launched a bid around £5 million for the Danish winger Andreas Skovolson the Bologna wide man he's been in and out of the team and it's widely believed the 22 year old would be open to offers he's got 15 Danish caps so that's a name that we'd look for are you surprised they're looking for another wide player a um, little bit a little bit um, I think the Rangers supporters would be hoping that doesn't mean that Ryan Kent's going to be sold and I, I don't think he will be but I, I read Brian Loudrup's comments on the youngster mm-hmm. the other day uh, and he reckons he's a real proper player um, 
full Danish international, a regular on the, the national side. So he's obviously he's obviously got real talent. David, we mentioned during the break, we watched it uh, just before the Hugmanay period, the the tribute to Walter Smith on the BBC. Yeah. It was terrific, I just watched it? it the other night, Paul, yep. the, the documentary, um, which encapsulates, you know, Walter from his his days as a Dundee United player, going into the dugout mm. with Jim McLean, being at the World Cup Mexico under Fergie. Yeah. Obviously, two spells at Rangers, a terrific spell with Scotland, gave us some great memories of Scotland manager, none better than beating France, a proper France side at, yeah. at Hamden, Gary Caldwell's goal. And, you know, what a career he had. And how on earth they got what I've always considered to be a really average Rangers squad yeah. to a European final in 2008. Mm. That that was miracle stuff for me. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at it the other night. He was very, very kind to me as a, someone going into to broadcasting initially. And I think it was Bill Kenwright who was interviewed yes. in the documentary. Yeah, and, and Bill Kenwright said, you know, this can be a horrible business and there are people you like and there are people you don't like. He said, I don't know anyone who dislikes Walter Smith. And that seemed to be the consensus up here as well. You know, every, a, lot of, a lot of fabulous managers that are not particularly popular. Yeah. But, you know, Walter Smith, um, I, I don't know anyone who's got a bad word to, to say about him. Oh, it was terrific. Sometimes you get that steely stare. I think I told you one day we were live on STV. Uh, I was at Pataudry, so it was Aberdeen Rangers, and I've got the director, Colin Shouty, or the producer, oh, uh, tell him Ali's playing wide or something. I said, so, you're playing Ali McCoy's wide today? And he goes, I'm a Paul. Okay, you tell me more. And he just looked at me. Yeah. I was like, mm. So, but he was great then afterwards. He was absolutely fine. But he was right. He um, he was some man. It was a, a brilliant, uh, everyone involved in that should be really good, good wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, great, great, great watch. And Sir Alec, 80. And Hug Mini as well since I last saw you. Hard Amazing. to believe, isn't it? He's 80. And you know, I'm you know I'm listening and I'm reading elsewhere and I'm listening to Talk Sport, Jim and uh, Simon Jordan. And they're talking about Man United. I mean, that result against Wolves. And they're still saying, since Alec Ferguson, they haven't had anyone there no. who's got the respect the real respect of the players. The, the, I guess the problem was that, that David Moyes couldn't turn down the job, but it was the wrong yeah. timing for David Moyes because one or two of them put the tools away, wouldn't play for him. Um, and it would have been better for David if, if he'd been offered that job maybe a couple of years later. Yeah. But if you look at the club now, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Mm. A club of that size. Woodward he, should go, shouldn't he? He was going to go now. I think he, hasn't he, gone. he goes at the end of the season. Mm. But, you know, it's now the Harlem Globetrotters. Too many egos, too many big personalities. Um, you know, if, and and for me, they, they should have pushed the boat out and, and got Brendan Rodgers in. And they, yep. they may have missed a chance now. They may have. Who's going to win the title? Who do you think? Man City, obviously. Man City, in, yeah. In box position. I've, I've got to say, having seen Liverpool and Chelsea recently, I, beginning, I was beginning to wonder whether City could go the distance. But... They've changed up a gear, City. Um, and it, well, I mean, finish above City now, and it's yours, isn't it? That's it, isn't it? Great game the other night, though, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Chelsea, the, the, the top, I mean, a, yeah. a lot of the a lot of the stuff in the Premier League is so overrated. A lot of it's poor, yeah. but uh, the very top level, the, the top three clubs are are just fabulous to watch. So, who's going to win tonight? Antonio Conte. I almost said his Chelsea. No, it's yeah. his Tottenham Hotspur. He's had a great start. I know he's not had you know the biggest test so far, but a test tonight at the bridge. Yeah, they'll get it yeah. right eventually. Um, it'll be interesting. The, the only thing that you know they've been talking about if the players are, are going to at risk of burnout, too many games, and it does spoil it when they put reserve sides out. I just mm -hmm. hope that the teams are strong enough to to make it worthwhile watching tonight. I mean, we often hear you on these games, David. Do you ever get away from it? Was that a game you'd watch tonight? Yeah, yeah, of course yeah. I would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm a bit of an addict. Um, 
we, we've had two TVs my wife sits in one room and I sit in the other and watch the football <laughs> is that not called married life it's <laughs> 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 a good show actually yeah. <laughs> and uh, you'll be back down south soon as well Davey for some of the games I uh, hope to be yeah, yeah, yep, yeah definitely yeah. but you'll be back with us here and you will be here for Celtic against Rangers I mean you'll be here long before I that I won't miss it for I, that day. I would never miss that it's one I wouldn't miss and surely hopefully we'll have the crowds back then so because it's the middle of the, the season yeah we're just into the second half this is your chance are you going to stick or twist who's going to win the title I still think Rangers are favourites um, Rangers would have to slip up badly um, I think I think much will depend obviously on what either club does in the window I, th- I think Celtic have had a great window so far um, hopefully they'll do more business which would make it really interesting but six point lead you, you would always take a six point lead wouldn't you going into the second half of the season um, and Rangers now have you know, they've got the, the first title which was the big one under their belt they know how to get over the line so they will, will take a bit of catching It's a good season so far though isn't it football wise Postacoglu has been terrific yeah. you know he, he came in and very few people I think would have taken the job under those circumstances he's coming to the club really late and I said at the beginning if he can keep Celtic in touch with Rangers going into the break he's given himself half a chance he's done that He'd be very disappointed at slipping up in, in, in Paisley, but they're, they're, they're still within reach. And should Celtic win the old firm game, and that is that is not a given. I think a lot of people assuming Celtic will win it. That's 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 not a cert. But if Celtic were to win it, it really would be game on. Davey, same again next week? Absolutely, I'll be here. Thanks very much. Uh, music coming up after the news at six with Nancy, and then we're back tomorrow night with Rob. And with Craig Moore at five. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Delivering cars to taxi drivers in Scotland for over 20 years. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.